0: From a heavy metal perspective, from dancing to death, to dark throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Metal Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and over yonder is ac how you doing buddy old pal oh i'm doing great partner doing great buckaroo oh oh, fantastic that's good to hear you know uh i'm gonna go out and start this off by saying uh possibly apologizing for for spending an hour of the last episode talking about the chris brown rap sheet 48 minutes come on okay yeah let's be fair you know and uh Never once was Mr. Brown sorry. And, you know, the funniest part about that is, is, uh, well, there are no funny parts about that. But but more, I should say, the sadistic part were Chris Brown's reps when they would say, Mr. Brown, you know, this is after, you know, oh, uh," you know, Chris Brown uh, sucker punches blind woman in the back of the skull and his reps go, you know, this is a kind of a hypothetical, but essentially this is what it was. They'd go, you know, uh, Mr. Brown feels that he was unfairly targeted in this. And, you know, the blind woman was the one who ran into his fist. You know, so this is the type of nonsense that we're dealing with. And this guy's out and free. But you know what? I I don't want to spend too much time on the negativity. We've already done, you know, uh, the Metallica uh, review well, you know, we got Chris Brown. We've got D. Snyder. The PMRC. Let's lighten it up. You know, I found a couple new albums out now. Uh, I think they might have even just come out the last week or two. Um, I listened to Sweet and Lynch, uh, Heart and Sacrifice. That's uh, Michael Sweet of Striper and uh, George Lynch, formerly of Dawkin and Lynch Mob. Lynch Mob. So, Yes. Yes, and uh, a fantastic record, but. Uh, AC, what is on your mind today, my friend? Well, see, you said you don't want to do this negative stuff,
2: but uh, I I want to dive back into uh, some more uh, criminal rappers. I mean, we'll we'll do that later because, you know, eventually that's the whole goal is uh, we're just going to turn into a podcast that just talks about all these criminal rappers because there's a lot of content that we, we could do. Uh, several years worth of show is just on rap sheets of rappers. That's why they call it a rap sheet because you're like a rapper. There, there's, there's plenty of good stuff, but you know, I actually, I've been listening to uh dystopia over and over. Old and Megadeth I, record. And I, I've, I've decided you, I, I like you, it more than so far so good.
1: Oh, Okay. Well, did you listen to their newest record? No, no, Sick no, Bang no. Bangor. I, I, I. I You can't get over the dystopia one?
2: Yeah, well, you (laughs) told me that. Well, I I just put it on because uh, I forgot to put the other Megadeth. I forgot to put the other Megadeth records on my MP3 player. I just had dystopia on there. And I was like, you know, I'm in the mood for Megadeth. And uh, that was the one I had. And just going through it, and I listened to the lyrics when, when it first came out. And I really liked it. And then now like re like hearing them again and just really taking the time. Cause normally when I listen to a record, it's when I do other things, but this time I was just like, all right, I'm just listening to the record. I, I I'm not doing anything else and just really taking it in. And I find the lyrics to be so satisfying. It, I, I can't really name another record where the the lyrics really bump the quality of the song up. And there might be some people out there like, "Eh, it's kind of cringy. It's terrible. it's like, well, well, shut up. You're dumb. Okay. How's that feel? Huh? How's that feel? Poopy pants. No, the, the lyrics are, are really pertinent, especially now. uh, And it's almost kind of a product of the time that it came out, but. It has become timeless because that album came out in 2016. So, right. you know, that was, that was a, a very hot time politically. And a lot of the, the lyrical content of that was very timely. And then now it's, it's more relevant than it ever was. So, you know, maybe if things cool down socially and politically, that album will drop below so far, so good. But as it stands, uh, peace sells, rest in peace. Killing is my business, dystopia. But I, I will get around to the sick, the dying, the dead because you say it's good, and uh, you have been appropriately critical on their other records, like the, you know the bad ones, not not the good
1: ones. Of course, no. It, it, what's funny too is their lyrics are timeless, and what uh, just what what brought up to uh, up to my mind, as you were saying, that is next thing, you know, they'll take my thoughts away, you know, like from the Holy Wars song. But you know, what's funny too, is I actually started reading, uh, Dave Mustaine, you know, he's a New York times bestselling author actually of, uh, of Mustaine. Uh, but I'm reading his rust in peace book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that um, book. Have you, have you read any of it or know about it? It's kind of I know a couple, about it, yeah. uh, couple parts I want to bring up, uh, later up in the, I'm pretty, In the sure, I'm pretty
2: sure that's where I discovered that Marty Feldman had to choose between auditioning
3: for Megadeth or Madonna.
4: Marty Friedman?
3: Right. Who's Marty Feldman?
4: Feldman.
2: Oh, I, I, I was mixing Marty Friedman with Corey Feldman. Yes,
1: yes you were. Hey,
2: hey, I'm here to play guitar, Megadeth. <laughs> hey, angels. Yeah, <laughs> You want to play guitar with my angels? He's a musician, too, if you didn't know that. <laughs> Should we do an episode on Corey Feldman? <laughs>
1: Probably not, but I think we could skip that one. No, I think uh, we're going to we, do we, it. We'll we're no, it. We're going to do it. We're doing it.
2: Yeah, but go on. Back to, back to your book. I didn't know you could read. That's the most impressive part.
1: Well, you know what's funny is most of the books I have, um, they all have really good titles. But I don't end up reading the inside of the book.
3: That's what I do. I just put them on my shelf so people think I'm smart. Oh, yeah, I got books. I read them all. Over and over, even. What's that one about? Eh, Don't worry
2: about Uh, it. You uh, wouldn't understand. let's,
1: Let's guess who this quote is from. I don't know that I was an alcoholic so much as I was addicted to Coke and heroin because if I didn't do Coke, I wouldn't drink. If I drank, I would do Coke. And then I would drink more. And then, as soon as I did coke, I would need to do heroin because I would get so uncomfortable. I loved the taste of cocaine, but I hated what it made me feel like.
2: Uh, that Name quote, that artist. <laughs> that quote is, of course, my dad. <laughs>
1: Nick Nolte? Exactly. No, that, that was, that Obviously, was uh, that's our, Dave. our main Dave. Yes, yeah,
2: because um, um, Ellison got clean. Um, either before they started recording or as they were recording, he got clean in 1990. I'm fairly certain.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Because he ends up saying, uh, this is David Ellison. He goes, there comes a time when you don't know if you want to be sober, but you certainly don't want to be as effed up as you are. And you don't want to be strung out anymore. I don't know that Dave ever really wanted to be sober, but everybody in the business was serious about it. Dave needs to get clean. We can't work with the guy. He's got to get clean. Just, it's kind of crazy to think that this is the stuff going on before arguably their most uh, successful record, or at least uh,
2: it's it's respected. It is the one that they will be remembered for when all is said and done. That's fair to say. And I, I think there is a, a pretty healthy debate between especially P-Cells and Rust in Peace, which is the, the quintessential Megadeth record. But I think most people that are just casual Megadeth enjoyers, like, you know, let's say someone's favorite band is like Celtic Frost, but they like Megadeth. Cause you know, there's always those people like they, they like, you know, like Emperor or or Armageddon or something but they still like Iron Maiden or and whatnot. And I think those people are the ones that are going to say rust in peace, but the they're, they're real Megadeth fans, they'll, they will go back and forth, but rust in peace is the one that kind of cemented them as like, these are undisputed champions of the genre.
1: And I think a lot of it did have to do with the production. Uh, yeah, that's because, say, yeah. because, because peace sells, I've been listening to that record a lot lately and I'm like, I'm really blown away. I don't think I've ever really listened to it as much, like cover to cover as I now have lately. You're, now
2: you're coming around, yeah. I am. That's what did it for me, is you, it's not just listening to select songs. you just beginning to end, p cells like holy
1: moly. This is a record. Yeah, and I think it's hard for people, well, it's hard for people to do, well, the way the system is, people. oh yeah, it's real hard. No, this way the system's set up is, you know, you, you you'll, Listen to something on Spotify, and now, yeah, very rarely you won't you won't like click on the album and then go you know from the first one, which is usually an intro like for a minute or whatever. Usually, on, on a lot of artists, but uh, I don't know. I'm finding songs I haven't heard before. Uh, I've heard almost all the Megadeth songs, but there's a couple of albums I haven't listened to. I think like the Super Collider and Thirteen. I don't think now, I've heard those ones. I,
2: from what I understand, is Super Collider was really really big. Bad, and I think thirteen was also bad. I think those were the two really like terrible ones. I think Endgame was not good, but I, I, from what I remember reading, is people really hated those two. Because that, yeah at that, I, I at, yeah, at that point, I, I had checked out of Megadeth. Like I was just kind of like, you know what? They've run their course. This band is not good anymore. Dave's the only member. It. It's probably just a cash grab for him. He's just really phoning it in so he can do his gigant tour or whatnot. I don't care anymore. And it's shortly after that, or around that time, that's when he started adding all those songs that he said he'd never play again to the set list. Because I oh, was I, he
1: really did they do that? I didn't realize. Yeah, he yeah. added, added yeah. those cool songs. So I saw them in like 2006.
2: Oh, if you saw them in 2006, you saw them at the period where pretty much all they played was their, their singles and maybe here and there from either Rust in Peace or So Far, So Good, So What, like you, they might play Set the World to Fire, they might play Tornado of Souls, they might play Hook and Mouth, but other than that, it was always Peace Cells, Wake Up Dead, um, In My Darkest Hour. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Hangar eighteen, Holy Wars, Skin of My Teeth, Symphony of Destruction, Sweating Bullets, Trust. It, they uh, did. You, what's this? Uh, a Toot They used Yeah, yeah. And, I
1: don't know if they did that. They did Reckoning Day when I saw them, which was an interesting. Off of uh, that euthanasia. well,
2: that was also a single. That was the first single off. Uh, okay, of was it was okay. Right, then You're right. Yeah. So yeah, they just they just did the 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 singles and then and then they also at that time um the system has failed was fresh so they probably did kick the chair they did um
1: i don't think that song's pretty i don't yeah they did washington is next and that album hadn't come out yet i remember that like we're gonna play one off our new record king King. (laughs) so such an evil king
2: yes yeah, so that that was that was every Megadeth show from like two thousand four to like two thousand nine or ten. That's that's all they did was the singles and some stuff from the new album. And then at a certain point they they've just started playing in my last words or um the Conjuring.
1: Oh wow, really? Magic. The Conjuring yeah. has one of my one of my favorite rips, like ever. Well, yeah. And that, and that's so the thing good. is there, so cool. there,
2: there is an acoustic set that he did it, on, on like new year's Eve, like 2000 or 2001. And then you hear him say, this is a song I swore I'd never ever play again. And then you played, it was the conjuring acoustic and the conjuring is, is one of the coolest Megadeth songs. And I understand why he doesn't play it at, you know, lyrically, um, and I think that is probably like, that's the line for what kind of, uh, lyrical content that can come out of your mouth. Like there, there's some questionable stuff there. I don't have a problem with good morning slash black Friday, which I guess is black Friday because the lyrics are really violent, but it's a silly cartoony
1: violence. But it's not, uh, poisoning your soul, so to speak. No, it's not. It's, it's like. Or telling you to do violence or that it's cool. Yeah. I, well, um, I
2: mean, of- that's, that's kind of a straw man argument. No, like no musicians tell you to do violence. Like there was a guar movie where like someone called, uh, uh, odorous and they said, uh, this guy's thinking about killing his family and friends and odorous says, do it. Like, yeah, like that, that's, that's a joke. Obviously no, no one actually says there's probably no artist that's had any kind of fan base or traction that has told people to commit acts of violence. Like that, that's, that's like a total straw man. Like that's stuff from like TV shows.
1: Yeah, but there were like those, remember when like those hundreds of people got really hurt at that Travis Scott concert because they were rushing the stage and apparently that, it happens that had at his nothing, shows. That
2: had nothing to do, like he didn't say go trample people, go hurt people. Now I, I do understand that Travis Scott w- was reveling in the carnage and this guy is clearly a scumbag. Like all these rappers are, none of these rappers are good people, by the way. Every single one of them is a scumbag, but he wasn't like, Hey, everybody go hurt people right now. That was just a thing that happened. Like we don't want to be hypocritical.
5: Yeah.
4: No, that makes sense.
2: Something that happened incidentally and he had no problem with it. In fact, he seemed to enjoy it. And I, and I'm sure that there are people out there that do enjoy when s- negative things get attached to their name because they get some kind of publicity, but that doesn't yeah, mean No
1: publicity is uh, was it no publicity nope. is bad publicity.
2: There's no such thing as bad publicity.
1: Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I was trying to say.
2: Right. Right. And I got you. I, I knew it. Hey,
1: yeah. Appreciate yeah. that.
2: I'm your safety net.
1: Make sure I don't do anything stupid.
2: <laughs> I try on that to. one. <laughs> What's that from? It sounds
1: like
2: a Yeah, happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, yeah That was the, the caddy said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. To the the, you. the young caddy,
1: right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Get yeah. out of the way, Mr. Gilmore. Let's <laughs> try to like tee uh, up.
2: Good, good luck with Where that. He's just standing right in front of the guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where are we on that one? Dummy. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that I I, I kind of like that movie.
1: That movie's pretty funny.
2: I haven't seen it in 30 years or wherever whenever it came out 95,
1: 96. But, Where he gets uh, beat up by Bob Barker.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. That part's funny. Well, I I like um when um when the guy keeps calling him a jackass, and then he swings, and then just the, the club comes out of his hand, and he goes, "Club went further than the ball." <laughs> and he goes, well, "You know, the guy. And it's rainy. And it, it slipped." <laughs> I like that part because it, it. Yeah, that's really funny. But yeah, and you that- know, yeah. We don't need to do a show on on Happy Gilmore. We're, we're here to talk about criminal rappers.
1: Yes. Yeah. So. And you? I thought you said you had one that that you. Um, I
2: do. I do. That, don't you yeah. worry about it. Don't you oh, worry. Okay. We're right. gonna. We are no, going we do not want gonna, you to forget. No, no, no. We're, it's right in front of me. I have it. I have it. I'm staring at his face right now. Right in front of my mom. The
1: the glass eye or whatever. Yes.
2: Don't give it away. Come on, man. Everyone's gonna uh-huh. know who
1: that is. But I didn't know I wouldn't know who it was.
2: Well, most people will. Well, most okay. pe- most people that are that tuned into the hip hop world will know.
1: And he sing. he's very has that whiny voice. You know how I That's hate whiny voices. That's all of them,
2: dude. That's every rapper now. You know, you know, <laughs> That's every rapper.
1: <laughs> They, yeah, they, they've taken it. It's more than just the, uh, the mumble rap. It's, hub the, hub it, hub it,
2: it's the obituary <laughs> style of rapping. You don't need the lyrics. You just make noises. That's, that's just how it's done. <laughs> <With the Glock. laughs> bitch. Every rap song <laughs> now in the club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, but the, There's some, some, some dark lyrics on Peace Cells, Bad Omen, The Conjuring in particular. And I understand him not wanting to to sing those songs, but those are some of the most
3: classic Megadeth songs. And certain artists, uh, there was a weird time where
2: metal made a pretty big comeback in 2004. Now I remember hearing this from someone. I don't know if I brought this up on a show, but this was something I heard from from someone you know in the know that where Dave said uh, around the time of the the world needs a hero, he said if this album is not successful, Megadeth is done. And then the album was a commercial failure, and then conveniently, oh Dave. uh, Dave's hand doesn't work. Can't play guitar ever again.
1: With that nerve damage thing, where apparently yeah, he got and then, drunk and fell asleep. And no, he whatever. didn't.
2: He didn't get drunk. He just fell asleep. That, oh, was, that the was the story. He fell asleep. I he in a, was... No, the story was he fell asleep in a chair.
1: Yeah, I knew that part. Yeah, But I thought just, it was caused he couldn't feel it because he was all messed up or whatever.
2: No, well, maybe the the story that he told uh, on on TV was that he fell asleep in a chair and, and the way he was sitting caused nerve damage in his hand. But then metal started making a comeback and oh, oh, my hand works after physical therapy and he's playing better than ever. It's not like they had an album in 2004 and he's just like, oh, I don't have the dexterity to, to sing and play. So on this tour, I'm just going to be singing, but I'm doing rehab, and it's going to be blah 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 blah, whatever. Nope, he's just back to playing leads, and it's not like even Chris Poland is on the record playing all the leads. They're they're sh- sharing it; it's 50, 50. So he's still playing, but metal makes a comeback. Oh, my my hand works. So who knows? But there was this time where. Artists in general from this era, they were all really phoning it in. It all, it all, it it felt more like they, they thought we can do whatever we want because people like us no matter what, but they were not as popular as they wanted to be. And I think Dave's Gigantour kind of showed him that because, you know, Gigantour is still playing, you know, stadiums, arenas or whatever. And it probably wasn't as successful as he wanted it to be because he got all these bands and some bands that were pretty popular at the time, but he probably couldn't fill out stadiums. And then Megadeth went back to playing more modest sized venues. So I think he was like, okay, I got a shot in the arm. I'm not as big as I thought I was. And I think people are not generally happy with us playing the same. Songs over and over because at that time social media started growing. Like that was the time MySpace was getting big, Facebook was in its infancy. They were probably able to see, okay, this is what people on the on forums are saying. It's what people on MySpace and Facebook are saying, and then eventually it's what people on Twitter are saying. Okay, we need to start playing the old songs because around that time bands started doing that whole like we're going to play an album from you know beginning to end you know, in its entirety. And that was kind of a, a novel thing. And a lot of bands did it. It wasn't just Megadeth and Iron Maiden, Wasp. It's just like a bunch of old bands started doing it. Like uh, New Found Glory did it. Insane Clown Posse did it. it. It was, it was a, a thing that started happening. And I, and I think it roped a lot of old fans back. Like, good, I, you know, I've never heard all this stuff that I want to hear. And it is kind of funny. Uh, Megadeth did a tour with Slayer, and the tour that they did, the, it was like the you know, 20th anniversary of, of Rust in Peace. You know, they playing Rust in Peace from beginning to end. They co-headlined with Slayer, and Slayer did Seasons in the Abyss from beginning to end. Not that that album is bad; it's a it's a good enough album. There's a lot of cool songs on there. <laughs> but if you're a Megadeth fan, You get Rust and Peace. If you're a Slayer fan, you get Seasons in the Abyss, which is easily the worst of the first four Slayer records. (laughs) You don't get Rain and Blood. You don't get Hell Waits or even Show No Mercy. I get uh, Seasons in the Abyss, which I know. Hell Waits is an EP. Yeah, I know. South of Heaven is on there, too. South of Heaven is is the other full length. Yeah, 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 yeah. Asterisk. Shut up. But Hell Waits is a better record. Maybe Hell Waits is considered a full length. I don't know. It's only six songs. Always felt like an EP to me.
1: Yeah, but that's a big difference between uh, the Megadeth fan and the Slayer fan. And, and like who, did they like trade off who actually played like last? I think that because I, I, I feel like they, that's so. a big I feel like that's a big ego. I thought I heard that even when I they think they did. But well,
2: I, I'm pretty sure Slayer is a is a a bigger act than Megadeth though.
4: Yeah, it's at least
2: before at the time.
1: Jeff Haneman passed.
2: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Jeff Hanneman was alive at the time. So Hanneman, this yeah. is
1: 2010.
2: Okay. Yeah, cause I, I'm cuz I I'm pretty sure that Slayer was a a bigger act than Megadeth. I I could be wrong, but I I feel like Slayer played bigger venues than Megadeth at, at, at that time.
1: I think you're right. So there's something I want to go back to is when you say that bands are phoning it in, what do you kind of mean by that? I haven't really heard that term.
2: They're doing the bare minimum. They, they can to, to make it seem like they are trying to entertain like they're they're like megadeth just shows up plays a bunch of overplayed songs that they've played a billion times they don't really change up their set and then they dave doesn't be dave he just shows up hey we're megadeth okay thank you good night and then that's it he doesn't banter with the crowd
1: no, it's like a job or whatever, just kind of just go out there. Yeah. There's demand. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, well, just it's it's
2: not not just it's a job, but it's it's that corporate job that you work that you hate.
5: Mm. So you, okay. you you
2: show up, you do your paperwork, you make it seem like you're always busy. You clock out at five, and you you come back in the next day, and you repeat. You you don't, you don't put any effort in because you're, you're bound for a promotion in a year anyway. You're going to, you're going to be eligible for a raise and because of the rules that if you're not committing any crimes, you're going to get your raise. So there, there's no need to put much effort into it because you hate everyone. Like you're the, you're the guys from office space essentially.
4: That makes sense. Yeah, was, yeah and then because, that, that
2: was megadeth for for a long time just uh, hello um goodbye we were megadeth Here's yeah, the, because the songs you saw on the last tour
1: learning those new songs that seems like uh, especially with megadeth with all the the turnover rate they have as a band or a business if you want to call it that like how how do you teach these guys or or well, relearn the songs well, uh, that you have played in 30, 40 years.
2: Well, those guys are are such good musicians. Like the people they bring on, they're such good musicians anyway, that they, they can easily pick those songs up in an afternoon. Really? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and most of them, they've probably heard the songs like thousands of times just as general metal fans, but yeah, I, I, I bet like one of those guys shows up to practice and they just say, okay, uh, we're, we're going to play looking down the cross and they probably already know it. Like that, that's probably what they do anyway. Like they don't say, okay, we're going to play Louie Louie. Okay. We're, we're going to play, um, um, Blitzkrieg bop. Like they're probably like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do five magics. Like we're going to do, um,
1: Oh, you're saying Mary like not, Jane. Just, not not just some starter song that everyone knows. Like, yeah,
2: like yeah, we're not, uh, not, dude, not like not even we're gonna do peace cells. Like we're gonna do something like you're gonna know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're, <laughs> we're Iron we're, Man. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're gonna do Iron Man. Okay, okay, guy. Okay, fifty year old guitar virtuoso. It,
1: it's we're, always we're, like it's always blown my mind when like smoke on the water. Yeah, smoke. They'll like when a uh, when they'll. Like a drummer, they'll just like find a drummer for a tour. It's like, oh, someone's filling in. And then like, they go and do a show that next, I don't know, day, week, whatever. I, like, so you're saying being that good, a musician, they'll do it. Yeah. That's what I mean. That that blows my mind.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. These, cause these guys, they're at, this is the equivalent of like all-star baseball players. Okay. Like these aren't just good, like you've probably met, you know, people that you met playing ball that you're just like, dang, this guy's really good, but they're not a pro. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: Like they're not good enough to be pro, but that, you know, their athleticism still wows you. These guys are, are the pros. Like these aren't the people, they're not just good at their instruments. Like these guys are the top echelon. Like Dave, Dave Mustaine is probably at the bottom of like best guitar players in the world. Like he's probably on that list. I mean, it's a big list. I'm not saying like, this is the top 50. No, there's thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of like a lot of people, but he's probably up there. Like he is a very excellent guitar player. Like he's, he's a really creative songwriter. Uh, He, like. Well, that's
1: what plays into it too, is there's songwriting. Yeah. Uh, because I know he had, he had like Chris Broderick in the band and he's like a classical guitarist, which is like impossible to play or whatever, you know? So like, yeah, these guys but,
2: are, these are the all-stars and it's not yeah. just, it's not just Megan Enough, like, like Gary Holt is up there. He, even like Kerry King as a rhythm guitar player, like hmm. the, yeah, Dave Lombardo is, is, is still a legend as far as thrash drummers, him and, yeah. him and Paul Bostoff, you, you're not going to get much better. Gene Hogland as well, right? Richard, Richard Christie was in death, but like people like that, Inferno, like the, these guys, like if, if something happened with Megadeth's drummer and Dave ran into George Coleus, I think that's how you say his name from Nile or, you know, Inferno or whatever, any, any, pick a legendary drummer from, you know, like any point in time. You know, like he just says, Hey, I need you to fill in for the tour. And then they, they could do it. They're not going to be like, I don't know. I'm going to need months. Like they, they just hear the song, just listen to it over and over and probably just, okay. I'll practice it once while listening to it. Go, boom. Got it. Cause these are guys that they play all day.
1: Yeah. And I, every like day. for me, for me, the hardest thing with, uh, playing music was just remembering the song or when the time changed or, or things like that. So like for these guys to them it's totally like interchangeable like it doesn't they can remember it or oh yeah you well, know what I'm trying to well, say how much, like or the solo how like much th- do you think crazy. that how much
3: do you think those guys played versus how much you played like that yeah they that, probably that's they're probably their job all the time like a, yeah. ima-
2: imagine like you know you had your your day job at the time imagine if playing music was your day job. And then just for fun, you worked at the
3: mail room at, at Apple. Like it's, it's that level of, of reversal where these guys,
2: they're doing it all the time. They're ready. They're ready for key changes. Like they've got their, their rhythm
3: down. They, they're ready for anything. Like learning yeah. a new song is going to be the heart, ho- like a brand
2: new song. That's going to be the oh. hardest part because they're going to listen to a song, like they'll listen to The Conjuring, and then immediately they're going to be like, "Okay, it's in this key. Okay, all right. Okay, it's uh, all right, it's not down tuned. Okay, all that. I I don't know if Conjuring is tuned down or anything. It might, maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. I I would say it's not, but they'll they'll know based on how it's played,
3: and they'll be able to to figure those riffs out just because they know their way ar- around all the scales even people that can't read music
1: no that makes sense i guess the other thing would be the vocalist remembering the lyrics is that kind of the same thing then what what? you're saying michael even Uh, for like dave mustaine like dave mustaine for instance like does he he struggle with lyrics
2: that (laughs) that i don't know I, i know when i when i one of the times we saw exodus um they p- did play a new song
3: and uh Rob Dukes did have the lyrics taped to the uh the monitor so so maybe some of those
2: guys they just they can get they can get away by cheating at, at that but with Dave he writes the the lyrics so they're probably in his
3: mind more but with that stuff the, the lyrics are a little different because You just have to remember them.
2: So you just, just listen to it over and over until it's just ingrained in your mind. But again, if you do it every night for years, it's just going to get, you know, easier. Eventually it'll become second nature.
1: Yeah. I think like when Iron Maiden, they were in their early days, they would spend what would they do? They'd play at like a bar for like six to 10 hours a night just to just get good and know how to like play with each other. And then it just became second nature and they've been doing it for 50 years. Almost.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now, well, one thing I heard about kiss was early on in, in Kiss's career, they were all notoriously terrible at their instruments or maybe just, um, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons were really bad. But you, you, you play that much, then eventually you're, you're going to be good at your, at your instruments. Cause I know the Go-Go's couldn't play their instruments on the first tour. They were just a total gimmick band and you, you play enough and you're, you're going to learn how to do it. Like, you know, working at the mail room at, at Apple, you know, eventually you're going to not lose people's mail anymore. Right, DJ. Uh, you don't want me sorting your mail. Oh, okay, all right. I was trying to, I was trying to cover for you, but hey. Oh uh, yeah.
1: Do good thing I'm not a mailman. Yeah. Yep. That's a good thing you're not a mailman. Oh no, I don't work when it's raining.
2: No, no, no. It's no, not no. me. No.
1: No. Or drive.
2: Or do anything really. No. Nope. You don't even shower. That's how much you
1: hate the rain. No, no. You you walk in the that that's where I showers in the rain.
2: Oh, right. You lather yourself up and then you just start doing sprints. That was it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's just efficient. Saves on your water bill. All right. Let's get to this, this rapper. Rapper Fetty Wap sentenced to six years in prison for drug trafficking charges. Yeah. So I had a buddy. I mean, I technically still have this buddy, but I have no idea. He was all, he was into punk rock. That was the music he liked, but for some reason, He liked all these obscure rappers, and this was one that he, he brought to my attention. And this was probably before he was a name. He was probably just kind of a, and a lot of these rappers are just freak shows. Like they're just sideshow oddities. And this guy probably gained notoriety by looking like a freak and having one eye. But he didn't go to jail because he got in a bar fight because you know some heated argument.
3: He was drug trafficking. So his the rapper Willie Junior Maxwell the wh- second.
2: That's his name. <laughs> yes, he's he was he was he was part of an organization that distributed more than a hundred kilograms of cocaine heroin, fentanyl, and crack in Long Island and New Jersey. Now, from what I understand, trafficking is when you're moving it around.
3: I think that's what that means.
4: Uh, trafficking is
1: when you have like a large amount. I mean, like he had, cause
5: uh, mm,
1: are you sure? I don't, is that, I, what, I'm is sure. that what
2: sex trafficking is? When you have a large amount of mm-hmm. prostitutes?
1: Uh, possibly
2: I thought it was yeah, when you're moving them around like with the oh, attention. you might be right but, but I thought, I, that's what I thought, I thought, I thought trafficking yeah
1: was. no I think you're right but I thought there was a certain amount when it comes to drugs that makes it worse like well, uh, I'm sure
2: there's a certain amount that makes it
1: worse because if you had like uh you know uh a small amount of the cocaine or whatever you're not going to get trafficking but having a buttload of 100 kilos of cocaine heroin and all this other stuff uh, that—that's what you get trafficking for. Like trafficking, I think it's a minimum of like twenty-five years. Like no matter, like,
2: I get—I right. guess trafficking just means, uh, tra- dealing or trading in something illegal. So I guess okay. it, it just means. Uh, so I thought it was a uh, moving, but I guess it means when you're actually, um, like selling it or distributing it.
4: Okay, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. I know this guy just cause he, he's a sideshow freak. Ne- I can't tell you another one of his, another or any one of his songs, but I'm sure uh, they all sound the same. And uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this, cause one, this guy's a freak. He got popular because he has one eye and all, all of these rappers, n- none of them are unique. None of them really make you think. None of them really, um, stimulate your brain. You know, they make you ponder or self-reflection. They all sing about the same thing. Let, let's, um, I'm going to look up some Fetty wop lyrics and, um, we'll, we'll just, we'll just kick them around. See, see how we feel. Fetty wop lyrics, you know, I'll just, you know, first song, uh, genius.com Fetty wop lyrics. Uh, okay. I saw one called trap queen. Let's, let's look at that one. Mm, 7.3 million views on genius.com. Okay. So intro RGF production, Remy boys. Yeah. Ah, one, seven, three, eight. A I'm like, Hey, what's up? Hello. A your pretty ass. Soon as you came in the door, I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll married (laughs) to the money introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip it. Now she remixin' for low. She my trap queen. Let her hit the bando. We be countin' up. Watch how far them bands go. We just set a goal, talkin' matchin' Lambos. At 56 a gram, five hundred grams though. Man, I swear I love her how she worked the damn pole. Hit the strip club. We be lettin' bands go. Everybody hatin'. We just call them fans though. In love with the money, I ain't never lettin' go. Chorus. And I get high with my baby, my baby. I just left the mall. I'm getting fly with my baby, yeah. And I can ride with my baby, my baby. I be in the kitchen cooking pies with my baby, yeah. I can ride with my baby, my baby. I just
4: terracotta pie.
2: (laughs) I just left the mall. I'm getting fly with my baby, yeah. Banana terracotta pie. And I can ride with my baby. I be in the kitchen cooking pies. That's a good chorus. (laughs) I be in the kitchen cooking (laughs) pies. (laughs) <laughs> all right that, well, we don't uh, need to go through the whole song but i'll go to yeah. another one uh key,
1: key, okay, key. Yeah. oh wait
2: no that's six, six nine with fetty wap uh well just, it sounds like
1: he's just rapping about just a normal afternoon <laughs> like and the rap lyrics can't be held against him in the court of law so who so yeah
2: all well right. here, yeah, here's let's, another let's one
1: yeah. uh
2: rgf island um fetty wap zoo style intro oh yeah baby mm, uh uh. Uh, my N-words stack their money just to spend it. Cause when you die, you cannot take it with you. If you ain't beefing bout the money, then what's the problem? Don't worry about my N-word cause I got em, Uh, my N-words stack their money just to spend it. Uh, cause when you die, you cannot take it with you. And if you mm. ain't beefing bout no money, then what's the problem? Uh, don't worry about my N-word zoo-wop got em, Uh. Now the the, the verse <laughs> that was the chorus starts with the chorus oh, okay chorus. Right, right
5: on
2: on everything for 17 I'm wildin A treat my whole squad on an island A Ziplock gang bring a lighter A it's going to be a house party on this island A shit Zip boom like M80s on this island it's a lot of trillionaires throwing dollars causing pure hell wildin out on this island I do this to swell. My pocket's to swell. Come try the Hund gang. Man, they'll shoot you. I do this for my squad. I do this for my gang. I do this for my squad. I do this for my gang. It's Zuvi from the trap and ain't a damn thing change. This is... This is exactly what I thought the lyrics would be. It's just about, uh, like, two songs are just about him being a degenerate. When he says cooking pies, I'm sure that means some kind of drugs, probably crack, because it says in the kitchen.
4: And whip it with
1: my girl.
2: Well, yeah, I show her how to, to whip it, yeah. <laughs> so he's not just doing drugs. He's, like, doing the lowest, like, quality of drugs. Yeah,
1: yeah so, he's so probably. This guy's he's probably just, like enslaving trash. people too. He's horrible. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he is. I'm sure and like, and, like drugging and 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 keeping people addicted to chemically addicted, and you know, yeah, yeah, that, that's gross.
2: And, and you oh. you can find some people like this in, in rock and roll. There's plenty of like trash people, but it, it's it's the inverse for rap. For like every one rock star that's it's a piece of trash is every one rapper that's a decent person i bet and it's probably more infrequent than that i would bet 90% of rappers are like this and that that's probably too generous it's probably upwards of like 95% like 90, 90, yeah. 95% are just yeah. criminal scumbags like he's rapping about just being a piece of crap yeah it's and
1: like, then he gets arrested at at, in New York City, at, at City Field, where the Mets play.
2: Well, yeah, and it, right before he was going to perform a concert there. So if he's if he's performing,
1: probably still got paid, and probably well, used that's
2: that that's very possible. Bail money. Yep, uh, he was released on bond, mm-hmm. but my point was that he played where the Mets play, so it's not like he was short of money and was just like. I I if I need to get paid, I got to do what I need to do to get by because this rap game is it's not getting me what I need to make ends meet, yo.
1: Well, cuz he keeps stacking the money and they keep spending it like he says in his songs. They probably, just spend the money they make.
2: That's probably true. And how
1: much money is this guy making at it, at City Field? That's a big, you could fit 40,000. Well, f- I was going to
2: say 50,000 people, yeah, yeah, or 40, yeah, maybe 40,000, yeah. Uh, uh yeah. yeah it's it's not you know the it's not the 60 person bar in the middle of Indiana
1: and this you got is, 500 grams of cocaine.
2: Uh well I think that's what they got him for um <laughs> the 500 grams of cocaine but he was with people that's what they were able to pin on him but yeah. the people he was with had a 100 kilos of cocaine heroin fentanyl and crack. So for all we know he had all of that, and then they were just able to pin the 500 grams of cocaine on him because maybe that's what he had on him at the time of arrest. So, but
1: like you said, why is he doing this? If you're this big, he got 7.3 million views on whatever on site it was on you know. one song. And he's why? able
2: to perform at... Uh, not even an, an arena, a baseball stadium. <laughs> baseball stadium, yeah.
1: Like yes. that's like, huge. And you're gonna say that this doesn't affect like all of us? I mean, well, I mean, well, well, not Georgia just, people.
2: Well, not just that, but th- but this guy, this guy is is. I know who this guy is, and I don't listen to rap. That that's <laughs> the thing. This, this guy yeah, is a is a a a, is a freak show oddity loser criminal. And we, we read his lyrics. He's as mm-hmm. IQ is probably like 70.
1: He's clearly no, we're all, really we're all stupid. Dumber. We're all dumber for having listened to that, to listening, to, to hearing what his lyrics are. May we're all God,
2: dumber. I award you no points. May God have. Mercy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dang it. We did it again. A different movie, but
2: yeah, man. but that, you know what? I don't really like that movie, but that line is so <laughs> immensely oh, it's funny <laughs> it's so funny i award you no points may god have mercy on your soul a simple uh no would do but thank you <laughs> so funny everyone in the room is now dumber a simple, a simple
4: that. no would have been fine <laughs>
2: but the, yeah, yeah this, but there, this guy's lyrics like, are so dumb his iq is 70 and this guy is absolutely a role model for young, not just young people but like you know, young, young adults, early adults. Yeah, and it's, it's literally. because they, they give him, they give him status and all, all you, all you need to do with, with someone like this is, um, if okay, you're not going to, well, well I mean, you can use his, his lyrics as a springboard to launch an investigation. And I, I think nine out of 10 rappers, if you, you use their lyrics to, to, springboard your investigation, it, it's going to lead you to a conviction, like probably nine out of 10 times because these people right. are stupid too, because they, they have to flaunt it. They're, they're not just like committing crimes. They're committing crimes. So, and where people know they're doing it. So, cause they all want to be like Scarface. They, they all want to be like a, like a warlord. Like I, I'm the guy on the chair Surrounded by the the people with gold plated AKs,
1: you want to be the guy like ordering for someone to get murdered. Like that's who they want to yeah,
2: be. Yeah, and they but and they want everyone to the know. That, they want everyone to know that they are that guy. Like that's why all their lyrics, like their lyrics, are never like going to church on a Sunday I'm with the wife and the kids volunteering
1: at the soup kitchen. You don't think volunteering uh, at the soup and, kitchen. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're they're
2: not doing stuff like that. It's not like they're criminals, but they're they're the music is a front. No, they're like uh, I'm in the oven doing whippets with my stripper trap queen. They're 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 just talking about their their crime, and, and this is this is the thing I, I did want to talk about. Uh, we were talking about this uh, before we we started recording, about this. The, is it bad for the soul? One thing I wanted to to clarify is, there are a lot of knuckleheads out there in it, that do like satanic death metal or black metal, but most of them, as people, are harmless. Like they are kind of, you know, lower middle class guys that they are making ends meet. They don't have a positive message, but they are creating something, and. They're not really hurting anybody. Now, they're, they are committing sins that I think, uh, you know, take, take it up with Jesus. Good luck, buddy. You know, roll that dice. But at the end of the day, they're not hurting anybody. So if you go to see Deicide live in concert, because this was something you said, is like, what am I supporting? Well, if you support Deicide, you're supporting some artists that, Probably maybe DSide D- might not be the best example. They they right. might make decent amount of money. I don't know how successful they are versus like like Cannibal Corpse is you know you know pretty successful as artists, but they're not making that much money. But you're just supporting some artists that are just working. They have you know maybe a wife, kids, mortgage, normal people, and then when they're done with their tour, they. Some of their members might work a day job or they're just got to work on the new album because, you know, we got to We got bills to pay. But with these rappers, you are supporting criminals. Like at, at least these, these guys that, that have these, these very negative lyrics, not that rappers don't have negative lyrics. I would argue that their lyrics are worse because like these guys, they practice what they preach.
1: I was going to say, they're actually talking about what they're doing. Like Glenn Benton isn't, he's not, uh, well, I, I'm not going to, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. His, his lyrics are <laughs> pretty dumb,
2: but he's just kind of like, yeah. like clearly like Glenn Benton, you know, you, you got some issues that you need to work out. For sure. But you know, he's, he's not, he's, it's almost like, it's like the Venom style where it's so over the top. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's yeah. comic, comically satanic. Not that I'm saying it's okay, but it's, it's so silly and so tactless, but
1: it's like watching like the WWE or something.
2: Yeah. Almost. That, that, that is, uh, that, that is level. almost, yeah. Where it's just, it's so the say the satanic stuff is it's so over the top. Not that it's okay, but it is what you're supporting is pretty much benign. The, I, I have a greater problem with with the satanic stuff. The satanic music to me, the biggest problem is that it it makes people think that Satanism itself is harmless, and while Glenn Benton and trey Asgathoth or pick any other uh, uh i think t- uh, tony Vincent because yeah, i i I've met most of these people. And, you know, they're, they're just regular guys that you can talk with and they're all right. Like Steve Asheim from Deicide. I, I met him. He was a nice enough guy. Um, I met uh, Tony Vincent. Uh, Um, a lot of these people, they're just, they're just regular dudes and they're, they're putting on a, a persona, because Mm -hmm. they don't understand that they aren't the rebels because and like like the wwe it's it's all kayfabe have you ever heard this term kayfabe i don't know if you're into (laughs) wrestling
1: no i haven't
2: okay so kayfabe like okay so you know enough about wrestling to know that like they'll be like this guy he's He's, he hates this guy because he did this thing, but you know, oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a show like, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes they're, they're essentially just, they're actors. They're just putting on a performance. It's like that where the, these guys are doing the, the Satanism. Cause they're like, we're rebelling. We're all about the independence. We're trying to say no to the system. But the, the Chris, Christians are the heels and in and, and wrestling, the, the heel is, is the the bad guy there for you to to boo, and the face is the guy for you to to cheer, and they they turn the Satanism into the face to Christianity's heel, and the, these guys, yeah, and these guys just don't realize it, and these these Satanist guys, they are benign. But what it does is it makes people okay with Satanism existing where they may be harmless, but Satanism itself is not. Because it's not just people that go there and just say, we don't believe in in God and this is our, it's, it's not that. There are some people that do that. And those are just the foot soldiers, that's there. And you may not believe in, like, demon sex, blood magic, but there are people that do. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's the thing that really should concern you. So when Glenn Benton, you know, has his stench of redemption and and whatnot. Guards
4: of the crucifix.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's hollow shock value. Not that I like it, but
3: it is, it's, it's mostly benign but it's like it's like having a really ugly mole like
2: you really should remove that but if you don't it's not gonna kill you
1: but but you you have to understand that there is a negative component to it and some people like you said don't and there's a recognize and there's a
2: risk that that mole can become
1: cancerous (laughs) right yeah that
2: that's the thing. Whereas, yeah, there's a very
1: fine line, right?
2: But the, these these rappers, they're promoted by these music companies that I would make the argument are ran by genuine Satanists, and and you could say, well, that's a little hyperbolic, don't you think? That's a little ridiculous. Well, uh, maybe, but they put these criminals in front of you, and. There's no one that thinks that like okay well you know it's what's what's the worst that could happen? Well, Chris Brown can happen. They put yeah. Chris there's Brown actions in front behind.
1: Well, yeah, there's and, and actions not, well, behind. Yeah. Well, well,
2: hold on, hold on. Don't don't. Yeah. Uh, but with Chris Brown, he commits acts of violence, and these companies are the ones that bail him out. They're the ones that put the boots to the the people to to retract their accusations. It's not a bunch of people just saying, you know, Chris Brown, uh, he's got a lot of money. Let's make up things to say about him in, in, a, in, a, in a, an attempt to extort him. No, these companies put him out there as the face. They, and they know full well that the stories about him, they're going to get to you. They know that Fetty Wap and Travis Scott and all those drill rappers, uh, Wapa with the choppa, and whatnot, all these all these people, they're gonna they're gonna talk about the the criminal acts. Chris Brown doesn't, but Chris Brown, you know, he does it. He doesn't need to talk about it; he'll just do it. But then these other people, they'll just do it, and they know that young people see it. And then young people, the the difference is, someone might listen to the record Legion, and their takeaway, you know, they might go, you know what, I want to pick up a guitar and I want to write songs like this. And maybe they'll write blasphemous lyrics. You know, a few years later, they'll probably say, this is dumb. I'll do something else, but uh, I'm going to keep playing guitar like this. But people are going to look at Fetty Wap and say, yo, I'm going to sell drugs. Fetty Wap's got all, he's got a lot of money.
3: A lot of people know who he is. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's a baller. I want to be a baller like Fetty Wap.
1: If you never listened or, uh, ever read the lyrics of, uh, like of Deicide or of Glenn Benton, you wouldn't know, you know, like if you just listened to the, it's saw uh, no artwork or anything, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like fro- frogs ribbiting, you know, it's like, yeah. you wouldn't, but I'm not saying it's good. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm we don't need I wanna, to, we
2: don't need to clarify that anymore. People know that yeah. what our stance is on the okay. lyrical
1: content. Okay. But, good.
2: But we're talking about the the Deicide as a whole package is is death metal that's meant to be edgy in a time when that type of lyrical content was still considered shocking. It, it is it is the product of an old air, but the whole package the you know guitar drums bass vocal it all comes together to be a a a for the time, unique package that like DSide almost is like th- the the Megadeth of death metal. Yeah, you know, and like you know we could we could say like death is is the Metallica, not because you know they're bad, but just because they were they were the ones that were there first. You know, Possessed is the Slayer, like they were just right there around the same time it C- cannibal corpse is, is like the anthrax. Like these are the, you know, the big fours. Like these are that, this is just a, a rough analogy. It's not, not a, not a big deal. Just don't, don't get too hung up on, on what I'm saying. it's just a metaphor. Like these bands were just kind of a, kind of a thing. And at the time they were trailblazers. So someone might pick up a guitar, listen to one of these bands and say, I want to play like this. And it is creative music. Deicide does have a lot of cool riffs. They, they are a creative band lyrically, um, I would say bad for the soul, but musically I, I, there, there's a lot going on. Deicide is one of the better of those classic 80s death metal bands, but there is no value to come from Fetty Wap. It's not like he's like this operatic singer and he's like a really good musician. I'm sure he raps over synthesized drum beats that are just super basic and he goes, <laughs> maybe he doesn't, but he does, he's, not, he's definitely not a good enough singer to justify the, his bad lyrics and his criminal behavior. And that's what rap is. And, and supporting rap, you, you are supporting criminals and they're all backed by major record labels. Like you, you have to, to like search the, like you have to scour the ends of the earth to find a a good metal band because they're all buried because these record companies don't want it on their label, but they, they want all these rap groups and you could say, well, well, that's, what's popular. And, And again, back to airheads. Why aren't, if they're so hot, why aren't
3: they on the radio? Well, it's because you don't play them. People would love to hear metal on the radio. People
2: would love that type of forum. People want that. People would love like metal clubs. People like rap because it's widely available. It's the same reason people like Star Wars, Marvel, Transformers, Fast and Furious because it's it's just easily available for them it's in front well, of think, them so they know it exists
1: and i think too especially for rap and hip hop if you go if you want to have a a beer with a friend or something and go out that's the music that's going to be played maybe well, that's kind right, of what because, you are saying yeah but, because but
2: that's what's widely available and that's what's pushed and then uh, if, you're
1: usually if you know metal, drinking or doing if whatever.
2: metal was was what was played on the radio and pushed to Spotify, YouTube or whatever, that's what would be out at the bar. It's because it's not because rap is popular. It's because that's what they've chosen to champion. And I say these, these executives are almost certainly satanic because they put that in front of people knowing that these are criminals, knowing that this music has no value and they push it everywhere. So people think that it's popular because it's everywhere.
1: Yeah, we do have options and they're choosing that option.
2: Yeah. And Um, it's, and it's not some kind of, it's not like a free market thing. This is what's popular. So this is, this is what we're pushing. No, 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 no. They've manipulated the market and made you think that this is what's popular. No, no, no. They flood the airwaves with this and they've artificially made it popular. That there, I, I, I find it very hard to believe that given the choice that the majority would pick Fetty Wap over, I bet there's independent metal bands that would be 50 times, 100, uh, tens of thousands times more popular. If just, here you go, Uh, which one do you pick? Neither one is more popular than the other, just which one do you like more? And of course, there's going to be some people that naturally Well, they, they reject more aggressive music, but not to the levels that we're seeing. Like metal is not that niche because it's still going on. It's like, it's still celebrated. It's still popular versus other types of music besides, you know, basic blues or like, you know, generic dad
3: rock jazz. People are still making metal. Now there are synthwave acts, but there's, there's very
2: few like new wave or modern rock groups. Very few.
3: No one's out there really sounding like Duran Duran.
2: No.
5: But
3: Duran Duran is still really popular. Metal is timeless. Rap is, is, is is the fakest thing.
1: No, you're right. I think there's one aspect of music we really haven't talked about is kind of like the the edm type music where it, it's kind of there's rap elements in it and sometimes rappers are uh involved in it as well but we haven't talked about uh, that specifically uh because i actually went <laughs> this is here we go again with the con- who who am i supporting well i did go a- few years back to um a festival, whatever you call it, EDM festival, and it was uh Cascade. It was called the Sun Soaked Festival. And it was by like the Queen Mary or whatever in Long Beach. Um it was interesting. Um and I went with, you know, some friends. But yeah, like it's um no it, and I think Cascade is actually like a Mormon guy, which <laughs> I found kind of interesting but yeah, Trey Parker sure. from
2: orgasmo
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
2: well we'll we'll get into that some other time but you know we're, yeah. we're, we're going to take a, a break where we we ran a little longer but uh oh, gosh people you know creativity all right that that's what i uh, preach making things i i i have to add a asterisk a preface but We're here to to celebrate the music and the creation process. So from the band, Blood of Angels, we have their latest single, Spillage. They're very nice guys. Good song. So maybe it's not the best for your soul, but you know what? It, it it may inspire you to, it's not Fetty Wap and it, and it, (laughs) it will probably inspire you to to want to be better at music. So we'll see you at the other side of this song. we're back. That was spillage by blood of angels. I I know I sounded a a little more, I don't know, apprehensive, Uh, but no, no, it's a good band. They're nice guys. They work hard support them. And maybe if the lyrics aren't your thing, you can't really understand what they're saying without reading it. So yeah, just have a good time. Use your imagination. Maybe they're, they're saying whatever you want them to say, whatever your opinions are on anything. That's theirs too. So check out Blood of Angels, especially their newest single, Spillage. Nice guys. So, uh, what 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 do you got for us, DJ? What 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 is
1: what is new before we get into anything else? Well, I got? yeah, I think you set me up perfectly because I've been waiting to get to this. It kind of it's perfect timing, so to speak, about our topic about poisoning the soul because i listened and perhaps I should have listened or looked up the lyrics first, but you know, Hey, let's, let's hold, hold me accountable. I listened to war against all by immortal, uh, cover to cover. It just came out, uh, 2023, but it's amazing that, um, they're still coming out with music. It's a band. I don't necessarily know all too much, About their history, but I used to listen to uh, Sons of Northern Darkness a lot. Um, They have a seven minute instrumental, so perhaps that could be acceptable. It's called uh, Norlander. There's like an I and an H and an R somewhere in there. Um, But yeah, like it's classic black metal, but that's the type of music that really has a, a stereotype attached to it but um yeah have you were you aware that they were coming out with any new music
2: ac I saw that they had this I didn't know that it was out I I saw it on their the Wikipedia I I don't believe it had an actual tab yet. Oh let me double check but I saw that it was it was there but I, I haven't listened to anything since um I believe it's Sons of Northern Darkness.
4: Uh, yeah uh but there's cool, riffs, Yeah, that was the last great production. To,
1: yeah. No it does have yeah. But, a tab. It has a tab, yeah. Nordlandier, yeah. And then the No Sun, that song was pretty uh, interesting, some cool riffs. But I'm thinking like if you're a black metal band and this is who you have to compete with, <laughs> it's pretty tough because they're at the top of their game. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Very, yeah, exactly. It's very musically good. Um, And it's not, you know, like your Iron Maiden, Megadeth people. You know, wouldn't be surprising if they liked it too. You know, there's some people that reviews. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. uh, I would imagine so. It's uh, musically, like I'm saying, it's good. I did not look up (laughs) the lyrics or necessarily. No, I mean the band. They they dress up in corpse paint and they have like the. uh, The thing is with
2: with a lot of black metal bands. The, their actions are darker than their lyrics. A lot of their lyrics, it almost, you know, some of it, it's, you know, a little more obvious
3: than others, but it almost seems like philosophy, especially with, when you get to like Emperor or Noc-Mistium.
2: it it's, it, it's not but as the s- one simplified I... as like death metal is.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say the one I do have like they they were one of like my they're, they're like my idea side for you, you know, because that was a band you really enjoyed. Uh, and then obviously not so much now or not at all. But for me, it was uh, the band Dissection and that band, you know, the dude's a bad dude. Like he murdered someone, he got out of jail, released a record and then killed himself in a circle of uh candles in some type of satanic fashion. So like, let's be real about there are bad dudes out there, but yeah, that's like one of very, you know, few and uh, far be- uh, in between compared to like these rappers. It's like they try to out-duel themselves on who's the bigger criminal. You know? Right.
2: Right. For every, um, john node there's hundreds of fetty waps thousands
4: absolutely yeah
2: but and, and another thing it's it's to what i was saying earlier is that like fetty wap there there's there's nothing redeeming about him dissection is as far as music
4: right there yeah.
2: there 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 are few bands that can
3: hold a candle to dissection I, and their their third album um the
1: storm of the lights bane or was that uh 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 rain rain chaos oh, oh ryan Ca- yeah that was like their
2: it, it's it's yeah. it's almost it's it's almost like it's a a good version of um swan song or yeah. uh, or what's the other the one that we hit the death record uh gosh dang it we've brought oh, it up multiple times symbolic. no 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 the one after that the, not the sounds, of Perseverance. sounds of Perseverance. yeah it's almost like it, it's what those albums tried tried to, to, be. to be yeah, yeah so I, I listened it, to it, that it, too and, the, and i was yeah, like wait, wait a minute Rain I, chaos is a, <laughs> it's a little more progressive it's a little more musical but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it feels like a, a more mature dissection. You know, Som- yeah, Sombra Lane uh, and the Lights uh, Bane are, are much right. better records. Right. Like those, those are like perfect records.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: That, yeah. Dissection is that, that is an excellent band, but, uh, yes, you, you got this, this singer Bad, who yeah. is kind of a, kind of a problem, um, kind of. Well, not anymore. He's a problem that you know, yeah, corrected yeah. itself, if you would.
1: I guess, yeah, but it still, like, like yeah, I, it's not music I want to. You know, it's musically good, but it's not good for your soul. So, what do you? And it obviously wasn't a good result. The like guy. Well, you with know, you
2: know, with things like that. <laughs> what I what I I think the takeaway here is, you know, you call it a cope or a silver lining, whatever, whatever you you want to call it. Um, you, you take the good aspects of that because there is something beautiful in the music that they created as far as music, because whether, whether, you know, it's this guy who, you know, is part of a, a murder of someone or say Miles Davis, who's, or Coltrane, who are just, you know, junkie drug addicts. Like either way, these are not role models, but there is something about what they created that can be inspiring for people. And that, that's, again, you you call it a cope or a silver lining, whatever, whichever stance you want to take uh, on, on this take. Uh, I think it's perfectly fine to take the good aspects of something bad. And turn it into something good where there's nothing from Fetty Wap that you can take and turn it into something good. Cause I I can see someone listening to the somber lane and thinking, I want to be inspired to create my own stuff. And this always hit me in a certain way that makes me think about how I want to approach songwriting. Where there is something you can get out of that. It, same thing with with Deicide, where uh, the uh, and Glenn Benton's not. A bad guy like this guy, you know, John Nightfight, <laughs> was kind of a bad guy. Yeah,
1: kind of yeah, very <laughs> yeah, bad,
2: dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. Turn turned out, it didn't turn out so hot, you know. So okay. we shouldn't necessarily glorify him. And we're not, but I've seen other people say like oh, yeah. this is like they post like pictures of this is John Nightfight when he was young or, or something. It's like, ah uh, well, totally agree with you know, like I really enjoyed the music, but that that is a case where the person did some bad things and isn't someone that the kids should look up to, but right. there are redeeming qualities in the fact that you could see the guy play his music and say, Hey, look, that's pretty cool. He's singing and playing guitar. Uh, I would like well, to, and he's writing really like good that. songs. Well, yeah, and, and, and
2: yeah, cause this, this is the thing we'll, we'll talk about, you know, Chuck Schuldner, and, nah. and how Chuck, Chuck Schuldner. Uh, he, he did kind of ev- evolve it, it, You did read that quote of his and uh, right. I, my, my eyes kind of rolled back into my head, like so far <laughs> that I thought I was demon possessed, but still I understood what he was trying to say. Like that whole thing, like humanity is ugly. I don't need to write about it Cause hum- I, I, I hate that attitude, but I, That's I, not the way I took it. That was, but, that was 100% the way that I took it, where it was just like, I don't need to write about, about evil stuff because humanity is evil enough. And we had to like, yeah, yeah. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But he at least did move towards a more grounded way of writing lyrics instead of just kind of Mindless violence. And I don't want to put down cannibal corpse for doing that because yeah. it is, it is cannibal corpses thing. And, and I, I've kind of said this my whole life is just like, like the movie home alone. The, the violence in that, if it were realistic, the, those, those robbers would have you know been dead long ago. There's just no real consequences to it because it's presented in kind of a cartoony way. And that's how I see accountable corpse lyrics like that. That is their thing. They want to write about silly, obscene violence. Okay. That's their thing. But Chuck Schuldner basically said, I don't need to do that because I can approach lyrics from a more grounded perspective. And there's plenty of actual variety in life to have enough substance for lyrics that can be relatable. That was, that was what he was saying. I didn't like the way that he said it. It felt very much like uh, I'm so smart. Like no one else has ever thought about, uh, humanity having a dark side before. That's how it came off to me. Or it's like, okay, buddy. Like, uh, uh, Tom Araya. Yeah, but- Tom Araya said that once, like he was talking, he's like society, I, Slayer writes about the evils of society and the dark side of me. It's like, shut up, dude.
1: You Tom got me. a, you got like a pentagram in your logo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> shut
2: up. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> and I'm not putting down <laughs> Tom no. Araya or Slayer, but it's just when people say things like that, the guy, you're not the first person that's ever observed that.
1: But, you know, I I would say in Chuck's defense is that, all right, you are, let's say, trying to write more wholesome lyrics, so to speak, but your band's name is Death. Grounded. Yeah, grounded. 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 But your band's name is Death. And I think that put them almost in a box, so to speak, where... You know, like, oh, who do you listen to? Death. Like, when you say that to the average person, they look at you like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? When it's almost like, um. You listen to death?
2: What a freak. (laughs) I'm going to go back to listening to Fetty Wap. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, right. I, no I know, I, I know, what, yeah, I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but I, yeah, I know what you mean. That someone like you listen to something called Death, you listen to something called Cannibal Corpse, you listen to something called Morbid so, Angel, but I listen, might have I listen a, to Fetty Wap. Okay, I listen to normal so music. But I'm that's saying, also, he probably had
1: like a he probably had like a chip on his shoulder. Like, hey, like this is what chip, we're actually chip, trying to do. A chip probably, on a
3: chip on his yeah. shoulder. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Why do you got to do that? You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. No, you ruined everything. ruined or made (laughs) it better. (laughs) I'm going to use that now. People are like, it's shoulder, not shoulder, you dummy. We already (laughs) think (laughs) you're stupid. People already I'm gonna, think I'm dumb enough.
2: You, I don't you, need a reason for you to. You idiot. You're so uh-huh. you're so stupid. I'm going to go back to listening to Fetty Wap. Yeah, they all do too. I know they do. Uh-huh. But yeah, and that was something I also wanted and to I point ya, out is we live uh-huh. in a society where people will think that you're a freak for listening uh-huh. to something called dissection or death, but they'll listen to Fetty Wap as though it's normal even though like the guy is a piece of garbage. And I'm living in rap- a trap house. <laughs> and, he, and he raps about it too. Who
1: <laughs>, laughs about his, his afternoon. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's, I, I bring this up often. It's like, I feel like I'm, a, I'm either a genius surrounded by morons or a moron surrounded by geniuses. And it's it's like- definitely
2: not the latter, okay? You are definitely not surrounded by geniuses.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Some, I mean, the people around me sure make me feel like that, though goodness gracious
2: but that's the world that we live in when we live in a world where people think it's normal to listen to fetty wop and they think that you're the stupid one
1: no 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 we're all we're all jumping off the cliff what do you mean we, we're we just doing it what what you don't want to jump <laughs> off the cliff wow what a weirdo like you're over there
2: listening well, to you're listening, to, about it. You're listening <laughs> to death and and not wanting to jump off a cliff i mean this is catered to you <laughs> Go get your Fetty Wop record and jump off the cliff with us. You like the <laughs> death, I can tell. What's wrong with you?
1: you yeah, know, that that's
2: is. the world we're in, yeah.
1: No, it is.
2: But, but uh, and, and and again, that's what I say. That that's the Satanism because people yeah. Satanism yeah. is not this 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 clown show where people put on robes and light candles mm-hmm. and then they go. no no like the the the, the satanism if if you've ever looked into like the the satanic bible and like the anton levey thing it's all about independence quote unquote but really it's 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 about hedonism and and nihilism it's about essentially abandoning rules and order and that makes
4: yeah
2: and that and that makes you complacent with bad things that happen because you'll be out there be like, oh, this Satanism, they're not hurting anybody. It's like, yeah, but the, the people behind these companies have convinced you that, that like f- listening to Fetty Wap is normal and they've pushed this in your face, like, like, just a, like a dumb criminal. And the next thing you know, um, th- they're talking about lowering the age of consent because it's, it's anti LGBTQ. To have the age of consent not be 10 like that that's the satanism it is just the the inverse of reality being normalized in a sane world death would have been admitted to the rock and roll hall of fame right and and, and an iron maiden would be in the rock and roll Roll hall of fame and not not rage against against the the machine machine. (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) and uh oh who else was it oh but yeah, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, is a joke, you know, and you don't have Iron Maiden, um, is Judas Priest even in it?
2: Yeah. I want to say, are. I want to say they were a, a, a more recent addition though. hmm I want to say that Judas Priest, they like they the beginning of Judas Priest started in like 1969. Cause I want to say rock, rock roll is, is 74, I believe maybe 73. I think, I think 74. So just looking that up right now. Cause Iron Maiden is 1980. Rock is roll yeah. is uh, 74. It looks like yeah. released September 74. So maybe in si- six years after uh, Judas priest, <laughs> Uh, then Iron Maiden can come in, but even that doesn't make sense because uh, w- Rage Against the Machine are they going in this year?
1: Uh, yeah, I thought they just got inducted.
2: Yeah, May third. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so Rage Against the Machine get well. They didn't start um, shortly after Judas Priest. So I, I don't. Okay. Yeah. So Judas Priest was formed in '69 in Birmingham. Yeah. And Rob Halford wasn't the original, uh, guitar player. Um, some guy named John Perry was the guitar player. He killed himself. He was a vocalist. A guy named Al Atkins.
3: Yeah. So Atkins. it looks like, so Judas Priest, it looks like, um, uh, every, everybody. Uh, th- there's no original members. Interesting. That's what, that's what it looks like. Uh,
2: bassist Brian Stapenhill, vocalist Al Atkins, John Perry on guitar and John Partridge on drums. Uh, John Perry committed suicide and, uh, KK Downing auditioned and they turned him down. And Stapenhill came up with the name Judas Priest. Hmm
1: and well, okay so with the with the rock stuff. and hall well with the rock and roll rock, rock and, and roll, roll hall, hall of, of fame, fame. Yeah. yeah yeah that one Cheryl Crow and Willie Nelson were some of the nominees that made now,
2: it now now this is one, not thing Iron I Maiden, point out. Okay. one thing i want to point out well hold on hold on don't get ahead <laughs> of yourself there because you skipped Uh-oh. one important thing is Cheryl Crow and Willie Nelson are not rock stars like they they are essentially country singers Sheryl Crow is at best just a pop star. Willie Nelson is a country singer for sure. You were always on my mind. (laughs) Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what I was saying. Well, yeah, but you skipped that part. Those are, they're not even rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Well, that
1: was,
2: yes. You don't, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go on with your tangent.
1: No, I think you were you're, were, you're were going with your 1969.
2: Well, I was just going over the, the history of Judas Priest because I'd never seen that before. Cause I remember hearing a lot, I heard like yeah, 20, I didn't know literally about that. like 20 years ago, I heard that Judas Priest's origins were in 1969 and I just assumed it was like KK Downing and Glenn Tipton started a band together and that eventually a few years later became Judas Priest. That's what I uh, took from that.
5: Hmm.
2: But uh, well, eventually Ian Hill joined and then KK uh, Downing joined and whatever well, who
1: cares. I saw them in uh, 2009 and Rob How- and they did like the whole British Steel album. Um I only like three was-
2: songs on that album. Yeah, I mean it, it i don't fine. like i don't good. like metal god i think that song is really? cheesy. yeah i think it's so cheesy breaking the love, breaking i like that love. yeah i like that song and i like I, I really like living after midnight i think that song rules
1: oh yeah well that show it had like united cheap, it had cheap trick poison deaf leopard judas priest closed and uh not bad yeah it's not it was all right and uh yeah rob halford sounded like pristine just oh he's perfect. still and he still Those sounds the, good the, yeah because that because i know we had talked with the tan man before about like some guys that use the the backing tracks or they don't sing live yeah so, Aussie, like, uh, yeah, like Stein, but, but. Rob, rob halford man that was like it was wild it was so good he was probably that was probably the like the best i've ever heard a band and they just played the british steel album <laughs> like, yeah was, that's good. pretty funny
2: You know what? It is actually kind of
3: cool to see Judas priest open with breaking the law. I think that's actually kind of cool.
4: No, it was an awesome show.
3: Yeah. I I saw them. I saw them twice. I saw them
2: in 2005
3: and 2007 and they, they basically only played their singles but you know i was okay with that
2: because yeah, you know all their singles are awesome their their singles aren't my favorite Judas Priest songs but you know i'm happy happy to hear all that stuff they they did the the acoustic version of of diamonds and rust and I don't think that that version, I don't think that version is anywhere near as good as the original there or not the original, but their original version, their version of diamonds and rust. The, the one from, um, I think it's on sin after sin. It's so good.
3: Yeah. It's on sin after sin. The acoustic one's not as good.
4: I don't know if I've heard the acoustic one.
3: Yeah. It's, it's like,
2: it's really somber and, Really slow. It it it's it's a good version, but their version of Diamonds and Rust from Sin After Sin is so awesome. They did that, and there's a song from Angel of Retribution. I think it's called Worth Fighting For. They did the acoustic version of that. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, they played a few songs off that album. I, my buddy got an like an early version of that, like a promotional version. And he's like, yeah, Judas Priest, they have a new album coming out. I have it. It sucks. And I was like, oh, that's disappointing. And I listened to it and I'm like, this, uh, this album's good. There's one bad song on it. There's a 13 minute song about the Loch Ness Monster. That song sucks. <laughs> no, that song is really bad. But for the, for the most part, uh, you know, they, they, they played, um, like victim of change, uh, better by you, better than me living after midnight, breaking the law, screaming for vengeance, <laughs> painkiller, um, electric eye. I would,
1: I would love to see Rob Halford play. I, they played the turbo, <laughs> turbo lover. Turbo lover. i your turbo lover. Uh, touch of uh, evil.
2: They played that one. That one's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it yeah, that, that was good. I I like, I like that band. And and I, and I got to see them and they had, uh, Glenn Tipton, KK
3: Downing, Ian Hill.
1: Are you going to see KK's priest? Probably not. (laughs) I haven't listened to anything of that. I I don't really understand it, but.
2: I don't, what, why, I don't, why did they fire that guy?
1: I don't know. Is that what happened? I think, I'm pretty sure he's he's not
2: in the band anymore.
1: Well, I know that, but it's not like he's had like a weird sex tape thing like Dave Ellison or something.
2: Yeah, I, I assume that they just didn't get along and they just asked him to go. and. and you're just You're getting old, I guess. Well, yeah, because you know what happened with Glenn Tipton. You no,
4: know what happened?
2: Oh, yeah, he just has Parkinson's. Oh really? Yeah, so that's why. Like he just he just comes out and he just plays like one or two songs at the the very end. Like he doesn't. Oh, so does, they have like
1: three guitarists or something now.
2: Uh, no. Uh, I well, you know what's weird is they announced that they were going to do a tour with just four people, and people are like, "Why would you do that?" And
3: they said, "Okay, fine. We'll have a you know a." a fifth member is another guitar player. And, um, uh, yeah. So
2: technically I guess, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen them in 15 years. So I, I, I assume that all three guitar players play, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he might be multiple sclerosis, but I, I think it is, uh, Parkinson's. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He, he has Parkinson's. And so he just, he just really cannot Cannot do full sets every night, so he just plays the easier songs. And it's too bad because he was a really good guitar player. Yeah.
1: No, that is too bad. But, Jeez.
2: again, you know, the, the dude was born in 1947.
1: I know. I was thinking back about Nico McBrain, about he was born in, what, like 49. 1949? Yeah. <laughs> and he's still going out and just slamming on the drum. Like, that's that's not an easy set to do no like he's not he's not Ringo Starr no and isn't he the one that was like I don't use the double bass uh, I don't think he talks uh, like bass. that but at least probably it speaks more British than that but uh I don't like the double bass uh, no, no I don't think
2: that's I, like, no he doesn't talk uh, like Chef Boyardee uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he <laughs> was a double bass <laughs> Ah, oh, mama me, I don't Love use the a base double bass. It's a too spicy <laughs> meatball. Back in the old country, <laughs> you know, this spicy is, the <laughs> I don't do the double bass because that's what <laughs> my mama used to do. I have a spaghetti and a lasagna with the ravioli, but not the double bass. Have you ever seen Iron Maiden's Rock in Rio? Uh, it was, there, there was a concert from like. 2000-ish. 2003, right? It was from the Brave New World that... tour. I don't know what actual oh, okay. year it was, but probably two thousand
1: three. N- no, but don't they do a lot of like Rock and Rios, or isn't that like some sort of thing, or is that just one thing?
2: That might be a festival, and then oh, Iron okay. Maiden may have happened to to headline it that year. But they they have a little like behind the scenes stuff where like Nico Mc or not Nico McBrain uh, Yannick Years is just kind of wandering around Brazil be, being like, like a crazy person. And then uh, I want to say
1: at least. Was he like, peeing, was he like peeing on some like a uh, gas station, like that one, uh, Olympian, uh, swimmer, uh, the last time they were in Rio. No, not like oh, Fetty Wap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no,
2: he was, he was like going around. He was, he was acting like a crazy person. He wasn't acting like a degenerate. He was acting like kind of like, it was, it was harmless crazy, but like he, like there was like a picture there, there was like a paper mache, like lion head. He's like, oh, look, they have a, a bus of Nico McBrain.
1: And I, I want to say
2: yeah, he was just being like a, like just like a goof. It was, you know, harmless, but it was just kind of like being acid goofy. or
1: mushrooms or something. I,
2: no, I don't think so. I think he's just a huh. goof. No, he, cause <laughs> he
1: was, he seemed
2: perfectly lucid. He was just being a goof. The video is very entertaining. It's like the, the post concert video. I want to say Dave Murray and Nico McBrain are golfing. Uh, Dave okay. Murray, I didn't expect this. He talks with a lisp.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Like he was, he was the I only least. I've
1: ever heard him talk.
2: Yeah, he was. He was the least interesting of all of them. Nico McBrain and Yannick Years were the most animated. But yeah, someone asked him which one's the hardest to play. And he said, they're all hard to play, but I like I like Sign of the cross and you know, he was pretty, pretty cool guy. And he was, he was talking about, and this is when he was like 50 something. So like he was old for the time, but like, not like now that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. That's 20 years ago. Yeah. Nico McBrain is 70 something. 74. Yeah. And he's still, he's still maidening. <laughs> Lars Ulrich, what's your excuse? What's your excuse, big guy. How tall is Lars
3: John. Ulrich? Whether without shoes. Uh, uh without, of course. Obviously, with.
2: shoes. Well, I don't fi- think. I don't think he's five he, foot six. Him,
1: he can't ride the Matterhorn at Disneyland. I don't think.
2: No, he's yeah,
1: he's he's five foot six.
2: So yeah. And that and that's of course with shoes.
1: That's tough for a drummer. He's got uh well, that's three fine. foot long uh drumsticks. Well he drums well, with baseball bats.
2: Well yeah, and then and he has That's he what has, it sounds like. Well and he has, you know, pedals. Well he uses those um you know those commemorative those mini bats that they hand out yes. at, at special events. Yeah, he uses those and, and he has a, um um uh dictionaries on the on the pedals so he can reach them. And he sits on a phone book, so he's, you know, tall enough to, to see over the kit. He's got, he's got a whole spiel. And, uh, how old is Lars Ulrich? He's 59, 60. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, Lars is 59 years old. Nico McBrain, 74. No excuse, Lars. Get taller, you loser. So we're talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yes. And a rage against the machine got in and Tom Morello says that it's become more democratic in recent years.
1: <laughs> yeah, that. I would, yeah.
2: I would argue that it hasn't become more democratic in recent years. I would, I would argue it's become more politically partisan. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it, it's Iron Maiden isn't in there. Actually, how many records has Iron Maiden
3: sold? I just want to know. I have to look this up. Well, I mean, they have, how many
4: albums do they even have? A lot. 15. So Iron,
3: Iron Maiden has sold over <laughs> 80 million albums worldwide.
1: And They still sell out arenas.
3: Yeah. Well,
2: okay. Well, okay. Uh, well, according to this thing on Wikipedia, it says they've sold and. 30 million albums worldwide. So we have, we have conflicting records. So we'll say somewhere in the middle, we'll meet in the middle.
1: They like 100 sold hundred million.
2: Yeah. We'll say that they, they sold a, a, about a, around a hundred million albums worldwide. And you know, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say Rage Against the Machine hasn't been a, a wildly successful act, but Rage Against the Machine is, is successful for the same reason that Betty Wop is successful. Cause they, they, okay. Think about this. So they're rage against the machine. So they are, they are anti-establishment, right? So if, if, if they're anti-establishment, why are they being pushed by the music establishment? If, if they, like, cause they're anti-establishment, you know, they're the little guy.
1: Why, why is, mm-hmm.
2: the, why is the machine propping them up? Why is the and machine? And now
1: they're. Now they're proud of the system that they are raging against. Well,
2: you're, well, you're, you're, you're skipping around here. Okay. Because they, my, because I, I would, well, well, to long story short, they are part of the system and they've always been part of the system. But if they're, if they're raging against the machine, the machine, would not prop them up to sell millions of, of copies of their record? Tom Morello is such a. A, like pathetic little worm, he sucks. He's not an impressive guitar player. The songs they write suck. He, he's just like he's just a nerd. Just a nerd with his cheesy little hats, his, his crappy <laughs> solos. Oh, but now, but now, but now! now! Zach Larocha's terrible singer. That band is garbage.
1: They're terrible. He looks
2: looks like Bob Ross mixed with Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's not a good mix. No, it's a a terrible, terrible look. And uh, they're, they're trying to, to, to make themselves out to be, uh, this, this little guy that's fighting the big system, but the big system puts them out there and the big system puts them out there to make dummies think that. Well, okay. Uh, sorry, I'm skipping around. This, the system puts them out there to get their message out so dummies hear it and think that they're fighting the system because they can't put two and two together that, okay, why is this band massively uh, marketed? Why are they given so much airplay? Why are they given so much screen time? Why is, why is Tom Morello such a widely used mouthpiece if they're like anti-system, why is the system using them? Why is the system promoting them? Why would the system promote something that's attacking them? Well, that's because they make money. Well, the system doesn't have to promote them. The system could put a Fetty in their place. And the reason I always use the, the same examples over and over is because so many of these things are interchangeable. A Chris Brown or a Fetty Wap is the easiest thing in the world to manufacture. Rage Against the Machine is also easy to manufacture. System of a Down, as annoying as they are, there is some creativity in how they construct their songs for the same reason that... The bare naked ladies are creative for how they construct their songs. The song one week is a is a very creative song
3: We couldn't write that song it's 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 pretty It's pretty interesting how they
2: took some song about a minor squabble and and put a bunch of nonsense together and sang it super fast i I think that's interesting. There is nothing interesting about Rage Against the Machine. It's a bunch of rich people trying to say like anti-rich people stuff, but then they turn around and then they support all these these mega corporations. They're, they're, They're partisan hack frauds that use the fake persona that has been given to them by the system to pretend they're fighting the system. Because if the system actually said, okay, this
3: is a problem. These people are going to oust us. Don't play them on the radio. Don't play them on MTV. You can
2: bury acts like that. Oh yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, you can't stop their popularity from growing. Sure you can. Do you know how many good bands work their buns off and then they're just playing shows constantly and they're going out there and they're saying, Hey, here's who we are, you know, bands like blood of angels, you know, they, they, they work hard. They produce their own albums. They write all their songs. They show up, they, they kick butt and then they, they, they network with everyone and they don't go anywhere because the system decides now you're not what we want to put out in front of everybody. We want rage against the machine there. And then we're going to put them into the hall of the rock and roll hall of fame, which if you know anything about these award ceremonies, it's not about like actual talent.
3: It's, it's just, it's, it's all about political favor. Like who, who is the most cozy with the system?
2: Willie Nelson, Sheryl Crow rage against the machine not bands that deserve to be there because rage against the machine is a name that dumb people recognize and think, oh, they rock bro. There are plenty of dumb people that have never heard an iron maiden song. Like people like, yeah, I like hard rock bands. Like maybe it's too hard for you. I like rage against the machine. (laughs) There will be, there will be people like that, that have never heard a song by iron maiden, except for maybe the one song that was in guitar hero. Like that, that is their criteria for, for hearing bands like Iron Maiden or Slayer. If it's, if it's, if it's not something that's uh, available to, to, to dumb dumbs, then they're not going to know about it, but dumb well, dumbs, say will, like- well, dumb dumbs, no rage against the machine and dumb dumbs will believe that this band, it, it has an actual message that is genuine.
1: Right. That's like when people are like, oh, well, I listen to metal. I listen to Rage Against the Machine. You can, you can handle that. That's, that's heavy. But I'm reading this blabbermouth article, and it, it goes, In 1991, four people in Los Angeles formed a musical group to stand where sound and solidarity intersect. We called ourselves Rage Against the Machine, a band who is as well known for our albums as we are for our fierce opposition to the u s war machine, white supremacy and exploitation um, uh, a band a band whose songs drove alternative radio to new heights while right-wing media companies tried to purge every song we ever wrote from the airwaves, a band who wrote rebel songs in an abandoned industrial warehouse in the valley that would later dethrone simon cowell's x-factor pop monopoly to occupy the number one spot on the uk charts and have the most downloaded song in the uk history what am i even reading right now what you
2: are reading is a guy that (laughs) loves the smell of his own farts and is so stupid that he cannot see the irony in they dethroned a simon cowell pop thing. Oh, oh, look, we're so, we're such underdogs that we were the number one thing here. And like, and calling yourself rage against the machine. Oh, we're anti white supremacy. Oh, we're anti the U S war machine. Didn't you support Barack Obama? The only president who was at war every single day of his career. (laughs) Weren't you guys pro Joe Biden? The guy who's done everything in his power to make sure the U.S. gets into a war with Russia, yeah, like oh, the right-wing radio—they won't play us. Wait, what? Oh, you mean people that have talk shows won't play music? These people. Rush Limbaugh, a guy that talks for three hours, didn't play our songs. He mm. doesn't play anyone's songs. You freaking moron. Oh my this Lord, is this stuff is... that, this is stuff that, that stupid people read and they go, heck yeah, bro. Yeah. You fight that fight. Then they put their fists in the air and what they oh, really oh. should do is pick up a rock and just bash their head. <laughs> into it. Because the only thing well, they're enough. good for is breaking rocks with their stupid brain. You have to be like, you have to have brain damage to, to write something like that and, and not feel embarrassed. Like this almost, this almost feels like, like, like a parody. It's something that I would write to, to make fun of them. <laughs> Like they're known for their opposition to the U S war machine, white supremacy and exploitation, but none of the views that they hold are, are, uh, they're not views that are held by anything with power. Everything that they oppose are they with the exception of the war machine, but they don't really oppose the war machine. They're just anti George Bush. Because he was a Republican. Say what you want about George Bush, but it's not like he was much different than Bill Clinton or Barack Obama. They were just anti-this guy doing a war. Anyone else? It was like Al Franken. Al Franken was, was anti-war until uh, it was in his on his team's favor. He's like, well, I don't like the way they went about it. That's what Rage Against the Machine is. All of their views, they're held by Apple, they're held by Disney, they're held by Amazon, Starbucks, Mm -hmm. McDonald's, name any major corporation. They're anti-exploitation. Tom Morello told this story about when he went to Disneyland and someone called him a commander of the resistance or a general of the resistance. You're at Disneyland. You want to talk about exploitation? You are at Disneyland. (laughs) <laughs> this is exploitation capital of the world. This guy is, is so embarrassing. Tom Morello, you belong in the rock and roll hall of fame because it is the most hollow, soulless, phony industry, organization, whatever you want to call it. It is it is where they put a, a fake crown on the heads of people that either push music nonsense like Fetty Wap, or people that, that have been around for so long they feel that they need to give them a, a ceremonial award. Judas Priest got it after how many years? It's like when they gave Jack Palance an Academy Award for being in that movie City Slickers. It's because they thought Jack Palance was going to die in the next few days. So they gave him an award. Everyone knows that that's what these awards ceremonies are for. Uh, Tom Morello, you, I, I'll, I'll never get tired of hating this band because their music <laughs> sucks and the people in it are so much worse. Do you know about their protest concert?
1: No, but there is more to the quote. But no, 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 no. Yeah,
2: yeah. This, this is important because this okay, shows yeah. you how out of touch and pathetic these people are. So they did a concert where they stood silently
1: Oh naked, right?
2: For an hour and a half in protest.
1: That was their whole set. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? And they oh, And, sorry. and, 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 and this is
2: and, and this is the thing about this protest where it it just really shines a light on how pathetic and tone deaf they are. So let's say that they're protesting something that is worth protesting. Okay, maybe it, it maybe it's a a valid Cause it's coming from rage against the machine. They were, they were probably protesting like, uh, like a raise for like, like widowed uh, women or something like, yeah, I, because you know, I, I hate them and they suck, but you have people and a, it's a rage against the machine concert. So it's not $5 at the local bar. It mm-hmm. was probably expensive and yes. Oh, they gave everyone a full refund, but still this is, these are people that probably, they spent a lot of money. They did what they could to get the time off of time. Of, yeah. uh, to, to, to get a, to away from whatever duties they had. Not everyone going there has a nine to five. They probably had to take a day off from work, which cost them some money. They had to go down to the venue. They had to set time aside for that. They didn't get reimbursed for the gas. They, they said there are all this whole night Like everything was leading up to this. Yes. And then they're protesting something that most of these people probably don't care about. They were really protesting the audience because it's not like, oh yeah, well, we're going to do another show um, right after this. So stick around or something. And people are like, okay, I guess we'll stick around. No, it's you can you can see us on the next tour. I can't see you on the next tour. I have work at that time. I have other obligations. This was the only time I could get away. This was a middle finger to the hard-working people that came out to support this band. And they did this protest, not for their fans, but for the media empire that supports the war machine. They did it so the media would shine their lights and their cameras on this band. Bring attention to these phonies, the same media that pushes that war machine. Tom, Tom, you're so anti this war machine, you revel in the same media that pushes it. You are part of the machine. You always have been. You are a fraud, Tom Morello, and anyone with two brain cells to rub together knows it. Rage Against the Machine is the fakest band on the entire planet, and all of their songs are terrible. Low effort power chords and a wah wah pedal. Wow! Oh, a pentatonic riff. Holy cow! No one's ever done that before. Oh, and you got some rap going on. Wow, well, and you've made your rock even worse. Good job. Rage Against the Machine,
3: you are worse than Limp Biscuit.
1: Gosh! So let's put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> and they earned it. Well, that was a nice nuanced take about Tom Morello, which is very uh, fair and well-deserving. I appreciate that, AC. That was very well done and quite eloquent, I might add.
3: Yeah, I don't like him.
1: No, please tell me how you really feel though. Yeah, I
3: just don't think he's very honest.
4: No, we we like the
1: truth here and we we're in search of the truth every day. Um because without the truth, we can't um adequately navigate through reality. You
2: know. Well, well you know, that that's a good point that you bring
3: up. So if you, if you cannot be honest, no problem that you see can change
2: because most problems I, I think are built on lies. And if you cannot be honest, then the problems will never change. So it, you know, you can say like, oh, the U S war machine. Well, let's talk about, um, let's talk about that, Tom. Is it just the U.S. just going around picking fights? Is that what's going on, Tom? Is there something more to it? Why don't you Why don't you tell me the the whole story about the U.S. war machine? Why don't you tell me about white supremacy, Tom? Like let let's talk about all these things because these are nice uh, sound bites. These are nice platitudes to have, right? Oh yeah, these sound like bad things. Well, t- well, Tom, let's. Let's have an honest discussion. And I don't think you can do that because you are paid by the same media apparatus that pushes the war effort, that pushes the war machine. You're just a partisan hack that when he says all these things, what he really means is he's anti-conservative. He's anti-Republican. He's anti-Christian. He's just, he is just a, a DNC operative. That's it. He is genuinely he is a he is a communist that is that is pro DNC. He might say like, "Oh, I'm a socialist, I'm a Marxist." Yeah, he's he's still voting for Joe Biden. He's voting Democrat down the ticket. He doesn't care. He doesn't have any principles. All he cares about is who signs his check, and he knows that as a communist, that's where all the power is. He has power by being a communist. So if you like let's say white supremacy was what was in power and he's fighting against that. Okay. Why would, why would white supremacy allow him? Cause he, he is a black man. Why would white supremacy allow him to, to be, to, to have the platform that he
3: has to, uh, to, to bash it, to put, to push his ideology against it. What, what, what sense does that make? He is, he is a neoliberal,
2: globalist, communist, whatever you want to call it. And he uses his position of power that he has been granted by that same system to kick down the people that don't have power and trick stupid people into thinking that he doesn't have power as well. You know what? Let's, uh, here's another thing. Gosh, dang it. Let's, oh, I don't know why I didn't think of this before.
3: Tom morello net worth let's see what this guy's net worth is 40 million Mm. wow
2: oh you poor oppressed guy you're sticking it to you're sticking it to the big man the system gave you 40 million dollars that white supremacist system is it's crushing you real good tom
3: tom you anti-war hero Tom, gosh, dang it. So
2: pathetic these people are. They really, they really upset me. They make me sick. And, and I, I find it so much more offensive when people, that they, they know that their, the, the opinions of these people are annoying and then they'll still say, but their music rocks. It's like when you you meet someone and they tell you their favorite restaurant is Denny's you know that there are other restaurants, right? Like, you know, there is other music besides Rage Against the Machine. Like I can see someone like, a, like a, an alien that says like, show me all that your culture has to offer. And then you show them Rage Against the Machine and they say, oh, wow, this is unique. We don't have anything like this on our planet. But no one, no one can listen to Rage Against the Machine after hearing
3: anything else and say, yes, this is, this is the best. I refuse to believe it. I refuse.
1: Uh, and yeah, I think that's why it's important to, this guy isn't in any sort of reality and, and kind of, I found. Oh, I disagree. That, this
2: guy is in reality. This, this guy, oh. this, <laughs> this guy knows that he is in power. And he, and he knows right, yes. and this yeah. guy, this guy would say that we have power for, for how he, we're criticizing him and attacking him. He would say that, mm. and he knows that he's in power. Like this is the type of guy that would, um, try to get us deplatformed, and he would use his power and influence to do it. And then, and, and he, and he would act like he didn't. And then he would still make the same complaints that he makes.
1: This well, it's guy, the same thing with the, uh, the Chris Brown saying that I'm unfairly targeted in this exactly. gang raping of three girl uh, or of a one girl with exactly. these three guys that I'm with. You know, exactly. this is, yeah, this they're is liars. unfair. You yeah, know? These are,
2: these are just liars. Like Chris, Chris yeah, Brown exactly. knows that it, there's that no truth. It.
1: There's no honesty, no integrity, nothing. No, no, yeah, they know they did it they no. did
2: it and this guy like this this guy oh, i'm anti-capitalist really you look like a you look pretty staunchly pro-capitalist with your 40 million i don't have 40 million do you have 40 million because i seem to remember a certain episode where you were asking you were trying to raise some money oh, to, to, to get, buy an eddie van, van halen guitar. guitar yeah and four you,
1: million dollars you
2: couldn't afford
1: that tom morello ten, could. That's, that's 10 per, that's 10 percent of uh, Tom Morello, that's that's no, that's easy money. That's yeah. uh, interest for uh, for a couple months.
2: Yeah, you Tom, know? yeah,
3: Tom Morello can buy that guitar no problem, but we can't.
1: No, we can't buy nothing. No, we got to rage against the.
2: We got to rage against, rage against, raging against, the, against the system. <laughs> we have to rage against, rage against the machine. Why well, I I think it's like an uh, uphill battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know we're we're we don't have power, we don't have the system to back mm-hmm. us like they do. But well, is there... I want to read. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I want to read that because so I watched this. It this show doesn't exist anymore, but it was the Will Cain show on ESPN from November twenty second, twenty nineteen. I stopped and I had to write this down. And what he says is, during his, he had a three hour show and it was. He says, what is important to me above all is honesty and truth, because I can't pick my goals. I can't identify my values. I can't tell which direction to go without at least at first hearing honesty and seeing the truth. You know, like we have to at least know what is up and what is down and what people like Tom Morello and Ray the Machine are going to tell us is that. Up is not actually up and down is actually not down. So I think, I think, and
2: and they're gonna, and they're gonna tell you the people telling you that up is up and down is down are, are villains. Those are the people to look out for. That's another important distinction,
1: especially the right wingers. Oh, we're fighting the right wing media kept us off the airwaves. Like, what in the world? They, uh, well, 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 hold on. Let's, (laughs) let's, well, let's think about that real quick. So, the right-wing media
2: kept you off is the air. Is that like the
1: right-wing, the right-wing psyops about Striper? Is that the same crap? No,
2: no, no, no. You're missing the shot here. All right. The right-wing media, apparently that's what was keeping them off the air, but they were so successful that Tom Morello is now worth $40 million. So clearly the right-wing media does not have the power that he's claiming they do. The right wing media could not keep a, a crappy band from Los Angeles off the air.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, so who really is the system?
2: Yes. Tom Morello <laughs> knows that he is part of the system. He's he, And that, that's where that 40 million came from.
1: And he's, uh, now, he's
2: clowning on all of you that think
1: oh, otherwise. Oh, and it's. And it gets even worse because I'm going to finish the rest of this quote. So it says, a band who funded and organized delegations to stand with Mexican rebel Zapatista communities to expose the Mexican government's war on indigenous people. This almost feels like the Chris Brown rap sheet again. A band whose experimentation infusing punk rock and hip hop became a genre of its own. I think it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame they got inducted to. So none of that's rock and roll. A band who shut down the New York Stock Exchange for the first time in its history. A band who was targeted by police organizations who attempted to ban us from sold-out arenas for raising our voices to free. Mumia Abu Jamal, Leonard Peltier, or Peltier, and other political prisoners. Um, a band who sued the U.S. State Department for their fascist practice. Of using our music to torture innocent men in Guantanamo Bay. I'm pretty sure that uh, Mumia Abu J- Jamal, um, I'm pretty sure he murdered someone. Uh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it he's says like he,
3: Daniel Felt- like
1: Falconer. Yeah. Yeah, he killed someone and they were trying to free him. Like, what? is going on. I know yeah. that guy. He, that guy is a, not a good dude. And I, I think, uh, yeah, no, like, these people the always
2: like- do this. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do another tangent. You know who common is. Okay,
3: Common. Yeah. The rapper also, uh, sometimes movie star.
1: I, I should, do I know this person?
2: Uh, he, he's probably been in movies you've seen or
1: that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't, um, no, right now, but I could be short circuiting. It does happen. Did you see that
2: movie smoke in aces?
1: I actually just rewatched that recently. It's a great movie.
2: Okay. He's the oh, black, yeah. he's the black guy that was the, the main guy's like bodyguard. Remember at the end, he like throws the, the yes, card in his yes, face yes, yes, and, he, yes. and he gets out with and, uh, uh, the yeah, piano yeah, yeah. girl. That guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he had a song that was for Tupac Shakur's aunt. I can't. I think her name is Ayata or Alata or something, and the song is called like For Ayata or Alata, whatever her name. I don't know what her name is. It's something, something Shakur, But she killed a cop. Okay.
5: But, okay. Not
2: like she was fr- No, she killed a cop. So you have these people that they they are taking up not just like anti-cop stance because you know here's the reality
3: nobody likes cops, but there are people that that they don't like them. To the point where they, they try to kill them and some succeed. And then you have people like this that, um, they, they are seen as heroes. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: So this guy killed a cop
2: and uh, so it looks like he, he, he joined the Black Panther party and, and Rage Against Against the Machine is, is, is saying like, oh, the cops are trying to shut us down because we're trying to protest this political prisoner, like maybe, maybe the, the, how they were targeted by police organizations. What probably happened was cops said, these people are celebrating the, the murder of a cop and they're calling someone that deserves what they get. uh, A political prisoner because they killed a cop and these people want cops killed.
1: Okay. And he shot the cop in the back and the face, you know, not, it's like. Even it's just gross.
2: Yeah. And this band is, is, oh, that's just a political prisoner. No, these, these, this is what these, these communist types do is they, they are actively in favor of chaos and they pretend that they're little guys. Like, okay, oh yeah. And it even says here, a band who sued the U S state department for their fascist practice of using our music to torture innocent men in Guantanamo Bay. That's how I would torture people. I would make them listen <laughs> to rage that, against that's the what machine they were
1: upset about not that they were unfairly, uh, uh, holding, uh, people prison, that were um, probably innocent. No. It,
2: yeah. And yeah, then they call yeah, it the fascist practice. Saying, hey, okay, how is, how is no that? Car- well, hold on. How
3: is that fascist? How is like Like what? for, for, for the, for the, the, you know, the faults of fascism,
2: how is it fascist to, to torture someone by playing music? Let's, let's say like, it's just terrible noises. Like what, what, like what at, the like ATF did at Waco did, or whatever. Yeah. I was going to say what ATF did at Waco <laughs> oh, yeah. was, was way worse, but.
1: Yeah. Because like, uh, like, here's the thing, like, w- w- okay. Rage Against the Machine is the worst band ever. But,
2: they yeah. are. Uh, I went from <laughs> like, I went from thinking they were like a really crappy band with these terrible political opinions. to like absolutely hating them like to the bone, but all, all right. So right now, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do a like, hypothetical question. So you have Ooh. to be waterboarded or listen to Rage Against the Machine for waterboarded. an hour. For an hour. <laughs> Do you want to be waterboarded for an hour? I, I will do this. I, I'll, I'll be stronger.
1: Through. I'll I'll be stronger to after, will after you surviving be? I, the waterboard. I,
2: I know hard Marines that will tell you that was the worst thing that ever happened to them. Like guys that have been fired at and have killed enemies.
1: I'm They're, sure there's a lot of people in the world that would watch a video of me getting waterboarded. So I don't think anyone's going to watch me listen to Regian's Machine. I'm not, you know what I mean? That, like, I think there's more value to me getting waterboarded than the Rage for, to... for an hour! I I want, I,
3: for an I, hour!
1: I'm getting waterboarded for an hour? Yes! I thought I was listening to Rage Against the Machine for an hour. I thought I'm just getting Both. waterboarded no, for... I'm gonna no! I'm going to die for, in an hour.
2: No, I'm not, not obviously not an about? hour, <laughs> st- not an hour straight.
1: <laughs> but you're going you to be, made, like, you're getting five, five minutes a day for 12 days or something? You're getting
2: tortured yeah. for an hour. Rage against the machine or waterboarding? It's not, I didn't say you get waterboarded for five seconds or rage against the machine for an hour. Obviously the waterboarding. equal time? Yes.
1: I mean, if I can live, I'm probably going to take the waterboarding. You're going to
2: live. That's what makes it so horrific. It's more like psychological torture.
1: I mean, you can die from waterboarding. That's kind of like one of the problems with, with it. You know, uh,
3: you can, but in this hypothetical, you're not going to. Yeah,
4: you're I still d- think the waterboarding is
1: m- my route, to be honest. And I, uh,
2: uh, okay, well, I, I, okay, you're lying. <laughs> you're <laughs> lying for shock value. Uh, give Oops. me rage against the machine all day versus either waterboarding or a uh, 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 beating for an hour. Any, anything that causes physical pain or actual like emotional or mental trauma, give me the worst band ever that makes well, you know, me angry. I, you
1: know, I'm, you know, I'm bad at the questions, but yeah, because I, I know you they're are saying they're saying it's fascist. Th- yeah. They're saying it's, yeah, because for they're just, yeah,
2: <laughs> they're, yeah, they're but hurt. <laughs> like, they're butt hurt. That, that, you, the you band you said, need what's to the, torture. the worst music? What is the worst music we can think of? How about this <laughs> band?
1: They're like you need to peel off their uh, fingernails because our music isn't actual torture enough for them. You know, you actually physically need to torture them.
2: And you know what's <laughs> and you know what's funny is that like they're suing the state department. Don't you use our band to, to torture these the people? Torture. And they go, okay, yeah, we'll so we're gonna scissors. we're gonna shove b- bamboo <laughs> shoots in people's fingernails. That's what we're gonna do. instead. and then Rage <laughs> uh, Against the Machine says, funny. "Thank you, gosh, just." Don't yeah. use our music, you fascists! These guys are so full mm-hmm. of crap.
4: Uh, they're, they're, that's this, bad.
2: This is the most embarrassing thing ever. It's it, it's pathetic. If you like Rage Against the Machine, um, rethink your life. Honestly, it
1: poisons your soul. It, it, that's it a poison. It, it does of your like, soul. like everything.
2: Like Rage Against the Machine. Who is the
3: band that I that I said was was um junk food? figure you remember this I don't because I don't remember
2: yeah I don't remember either
5: but
3: but yeah
2: um uh what is this rage against the machine almost forgot their stupid name I'm choking on my own rage (laughs) rage against the machine is is the the dunkin
3: donuts of 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 music It's a cheap corporate product that pretends that it's,
2: it's actually, no, they're the Applebee's. They're a cheap corporate product that pretends to be this nice cozy thing with a real statement. But, uh, it, it's, it's just assembly line crap that will give you diarrhea, except instead of (laughs) diarrhea of the body, it's diarrhea of the soul. Like it, it will, it will make you sick and they do brainwash people. They make dumb people that want a purpose think that they are getting some actual substance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm fighting the good fight. I'm listening, I'm listening to Rage Against the Machine and, and $40 million net worth, uh, guitar player. And that just, and Mm -hmm. that, if he's worth 40 million, it's not like he's the only one that's got all their money. It's not like, oh, all the, I'll store all the money for the band. Don't worry. I'm, I'm a really, I'm really good with numbers. (laughs) Nope. That they all have a, a big chunk of money, and I I guarantee you they're all friends with like Chuck Schumer, uh, uh, Anthony Blinken. Like pick pick someone up, uh, Howard Schultz. I, I
3: guarantee you they're friends with these people. Bob Iger. I bet they they are high society.
4: And the elite. The elite.
5: Yeah.
3: They are the elite, mm-hmm. and you are. You are just mentally broken if you think that a band
2: that plays festivals and stadiums and headlines them and has their songs in in various outlets and has had heavy airplay like this this is some kind of like Fugazi. Like, or like some small independent band. No, this band is there for a reason. And the reason is to trick you into thinking what is going on. And what's going on is the music industry puts people like this and Fetty Wap out because they want you to think a certain way, whether it's Fetty Wap, one, to make you just think that this is normal to listen to to criminals say stupid things and talk about their crime or to listen to (laughs) or to listen to a bunch of communists that celebrate uh, murderers like violent Mm -hmm. murderers
3: pretending that they're fighting the system
4: completely backwards
3: yep upside down almost one would say it's like
2: uh, it's almost like it's satanic inversion (laughs)
1: yeah these are these are the the satanists to be uh more more concerned with than the uh this the glenn benton's of the world yes
2: this is the actual satanism glenn benton is is a pawn and he's just trying to get by doing something he did when he was young tom morello
3: is the king that the rest of them are there to protect So you want to take us home there, DJ? That's all I got.
1: That's all you got. Well, you gave us a lot. Some good, good rants, you know. And I think, you know, I just, I just looked up like uh, Deicide on Spotify, and their number one song has eight million uh, views or plays. The number one song for Rage Against the Machine has seven hundred forty-one million. I was going to say $500 what Killing in the name of I never figured out what that's, they're killing in the name of. But
2: in the uh, They're killing in the name oh, of, of Disneyland or a Starbucks.
1: 10 Amazon. million monthly listeners. They got 10 million monthly listeners. And DSI's got 189,000 yeah. monthly listeners. So, you know, like there's no comparison. Who's got more? Of the, of of the power, or who who is the you know who is the, the underdog? That that yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and I I exactly, underdog.
2: And with my beliefs, i I will listen to I will listen to "Stench of Redemption," "Serpents of the Light," and "Once Upon a Cross" in a row every day for a month before I listen to anything by Rage Against the Machine. Not just because. Their music sucks, but because the intent is so much more evil than Glenn yep. Benton. Like Glenn Benton is this, he is a a he is in his teenage angsty phase and he is rebelling against his parents. He's rebelling against his father God. Not that I'm okay with it, but that that's clearly what it is. Tom Morello is doing objective evil. He is corrupting people. He is making people think that reality is not reality. And that is far more insidious than some guy saying blasphemous lyrics when he doesn't even know what he's really saying. Like Glenn Benton thinks that he is raging against the machine when rage against the machine shows that what Glenn Benton thinks he's raging against has no
3: power here in this domain.
1: (laughs) That's a good way to put it.
3: Well, um, I think we, we will get into EDM
2: sometime soon, but there's a, there are a few more things that I I do want to get to on the the next episode. We will, we will get into 1991 and I do want to get into this, uh, this funny song that I found, but, uh, you want to, you want to sign us off there, DJ?
1: Yeah, we want to thank you for listening to The Metal Podcast. And you can reach out on our social channels. Check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Instagram at The Metal Pod. Uh, send us an email, if you'd like, at themetalpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And any bands out there, we'd love to promote your music, if you would like. Because we are not the gatekeepers and we want everyone a chance to enjoy this platform and we want you to, uh, you know, we thank you all for your support and be safe out there. Everyone. Thanks again for listening to the metal
0: Podcast.